Hi, I'm Carrie. And this is Curtis. Welcome to Money Affects Everything. These conversations are meant to discuss the many ways money affects every area of our life. Our goal is to help you change your perspective on money from being the pursuit to seeing money as a tool to fund the life that you want to live. For today's episode, Curtis and I are going to talk about mansplaining. I believe this is a common enough term that most of our listeners will know what we mean about mansplaining. And we're going to address this, though, in particular with financial services and money talk. Uh, women, we, we definitely feel like mansplaining occurs when men talk down to us. And uh, this could be something as simple as one time I had a gentleman go into detail about how I needed to cook a casserole. And I just stayed silent on the phone and he did finally say, "Uh oh, am I mansplaining? And I said, "Uh, yeah, you are. I've cooked a few casseroles in my life. But uh, some uh, extreme example was years ago, I did a women in wealth event. So these were professional women that came to a jewelry store for an event and we had a guest speaker. This guest speaker was supposed to be a woman, but she had an emergency come up. And so a man came in her place and this man was going to talk about investing overall. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is how he started out. He said, let me try to explain investing in terms that you ladies will understand. Now, all you ladies bake, I'm sure. And so you understand that salt is a good thing in baking, but too much salt is bad. And so that's how you should think about international investing. A little bit is good, but too much is bad. That, that is uh, <laughs> quite the kickoff to a, a seminar. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that did not go over well. It did not go over well with my professional women at all. Uh, we just about ran them out on a rail, literally. And um, <laughs> and this guy got very defensive. I'm sure you're not surprised to hear that. And the the whole thing was, was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wanted to talk with this about this with Curtis, because I will say, Curtis, you do not seem to suffer from mansplaining. But uh, have okay, you ever noticed hold on it? Here. I, I don't think you're quite capturing this the right way. <laughs> don't start now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. But I, I, I think it's something um, that, that I've seen throughout my career, too. Um, I, this isn't quite mansplaining, but I, I think it's may, maybe a symptom of it is I, I think about a couple that um, was a long-term uh, re- relationship for uh, the firm I, I used to work for, and they were kind of revisiting uh, that the whole intent was the advisor was going to ask for a referral. So they, they were trying to kind of reestablish some rapport and just kind of check in, uh, make it every, sure everything was good, and then ask for the referral. Mm-hmm. And they, they asked the question, and the wife said, 
you've been calling me the wrong name for over a decade. <laughs> and I mean, it's just shocking at times where you, you do have so many um, men that are just really out of touch. And I think within the industry, it is something where I've seen it a lot and a lot of it deals with some technical aspects of what we're looking at. And um, yeah, I, I think of like schedule uh, on the schedule A form 8978. And I try as much as possible never to bring up something like that. Uh, but I was interacting with someone and they said that, and I just had one of those moments where I'm like, what, what? I, I'm, I'm not following where you brought this up or why you brought this up. And it really wasn't conducive towards where we were trying to head. So trying to start with a better sense of where people are at and having just a good dynamic conversation um, is, is healthy. It's better for the client. Um, and I, I think it's something that we really have as a commonality is something we're trying to change within the industry really is having uh, better conversations and not trying to lead with fear, uh, not trying to le lead with, look how smart we are because we can, you know, talk through the intricate details of this, but lose you around along the way. Uh, but instead just go back to how can we really help someone? What are we really wanting to talk about today? Um, and, and having and being able to build on that. And that doesn't mean there's not a uh, depth there. It's just making sure that people are communicating um, adequately and, and uh, in a robust way. Um, kind of yeah, losing my point here. Oh, and respectfully. Yeah. That's where... Okay, I have high hopes for the next generation. And Curtis is younger than I am. And so he brings me hope too. Uh, <laughs> and my son, my son is is very respectful in the way he he speaks to everyone, at least when I observe it, the same way. Mm -hmm. Um and um, but there is still this stereotype that exists out there that men are better with money and with investing than women are. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, I, I still deal with a lot of women that feel insecure when it comes to talking about financial planning and investing, because maybe the way their fathers spoke to them or the way their teachers spoke to them. Mm -hmm. And it just perpetuates then this horrible stereotype. And I'm like you, I'm really trying to change the industry and, and helping women stand up and say, Hey, this isn't okay. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot of courage. I'm going to admit that. But uh, when I talk to my clients, I, I try early on to say, if you don't understand something that I'm saying, that's my fault. Mm -hmm. So please, you know, ask me to, to explain that again. And, and don't worry, don't say, oh, I'm just stupid. It's just me. I don't get it. It's like, no, say, I, you didn't explain that well enough, Carrie. And then mm -hmm. I need to find a different way to explain it. So if you're dealing with an advisor, and oftentimes it is a man who is 
talking over your head. It's not necessarily you. It really can be the advisor who's using this intimidating tactic to rattle off things like the yen carry trade. You know, have you read about that? And and do you understand, though, that the multiple, the S&P 500 is currently, that's just not necessary. And they're doing that to intimidate you oftentimes. And then if you say, whoa, I, what does this have to do with anything? And mm-hmm. they get defensive. It's a red flag. I, I just think then that that's not a good relationship. Now, if you do say, um, hold on, I feel like you're talking over my head or you're bringing in things that aren't applicable to the conversation. And then they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I went off on a tangent there that's a good sign. Then you guys can have an open conversation where they, (laughs) you stood up for yourself and they respect that. Right. Yeah. And I I think for a lot of women, it it is just such a challenge because it it is ingrained really early of um, what is the woman's role in finances. And and I, I do think that is changing and it is getting better, uh, but for women to participate uh, in the conversation, um, I, I just think of a, a lot of couples over the last couple of decades where only one of them comes to the meeting um, on a regular basis. And I think that often ends up as a, a, a struggle in the long term is uh, the, the woman doesn't understand what's happening from uh, a finances perspective. And I think of a, a couple where uh, the client was an old broker um, and his wife didn't do anything connected to uh, the finances. And when he passed away, um, it was a real challenge because she didn't balance up a checkbook. She didn't know anything about the accounts. Um, she, she had never really uh, spent the money the the way you would traditionally think about that other than he would go get cash and then that's what she would use at the grocery store. So it was a, it was a big change uh, when it came to her being involved on a day-to-day basis. And I think it was really helpful for me because it was really early in my career. Um, I was a year out of school to really revisit and kind of think through how do I talk about finances with someone? How do I help uh, educate them and make them uh, feel empowered uh, so that they could own that and we could begin to uh, invest and help them uh, spend money in a way that really they felt like they had control over. And to me, that's the best case scenario is as someone begins their relationship with me to a year or two in is they just have a much better sense of what they're doing and why they're doing it. And that intentionality of it, where um, if I'm coaching someone in the right way, they're getting better and they're making better educated decisions on their own. Um, I'm not uh, enforcing uh, dependence on me uh, over time. Right. And, and perhaps that is why, some of the older men advisors, they think that they are 
taking control and that that's going to help the client. Mm -hmm. But that's me being nice because honestly, I just think they're doing it to intimidate Mm -hmm. and uh, that they are doing it as a fear factor. And so that uh, the, the woman most often, but I think they do it to fellow men too, Mm -hmm. to just be like, you better never leave me because there's no way you can handle this without me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is something overall in society that I think we're beginning to hold up our hands and saying enough, Mm -hmm. we do not need to treat each other that way. And that it can be more of a partnership, not, and it also doesn't have to be a sales tactic. Um, I know that in the insurance industry and even when you go into the bank, it can turn into a sales pitch Mm -hmm. and they are using these mansplaining techniques of talking over your head to scare you into uh, buying into their idea. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I like to caution the listeners to say, don't fall for it. Don't, I mean, we, we've been educated to not fall for the telemarketers that are threatening and saying, oh, the, uh, you know, we're going to seize your house or your taxes are going to be, uh, you know, co- your refund will be confiscated unless you go get a bunch of gift cards and send to us. We realize that's a scam and not to do that, but they're using that almost that same technique. Mm-hmm. With doing this uh, intimidating mansplaining to make you feel less and less educated and dependent upon them. Um, and I encourage people to speak up mm-hmm. and to say, um, I don't appreciate this. Could you please explain this in a way that's more pertinent to our conversation? And, uh, but they say, well, I feel like I'm being bitchy and it just makes the situation worse. Mm-hmm. Well, then I think you need to question the whole relationship. Right. Right. A, a relationship really does re- require um, a good balance there where you're, you're able to talk things together and understand how is this really going to help you and benefit you and, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an old investing adage of invest in what you understand. And if you don't understand, it is a thing of like, just don't proceed. There, there are really straightforward um, ways to approach investing uh, that will get you the results that you need. Um, and th- there's, there's plenty of room for more complex strategies, uh, but y- you don't necessarily need to go there. Um, and yes. I, I, I think as I think about insurance a lot is where I can't tell you how many times I've looked at policies. I'm just like, I don't understand why you own this. And it's pretty clear in a couple of questions, the client doesn't understand it either. Right. And I, I know that's a hard thing to kind of take as, as the, the point of advice, But it is kind of the point is if you're still kind of fuzzy on what you're actually doing and why you need to proceed with it, don't. It really isn't time sensitive. Um, I I, I often try to think of this from just the, we're meeting here today, we're talking today, 
what if you had rescheduled? What if it was a month from now? Is it pertinent now? Like, why isn't it pertinent a month from now? And if it materially changes from one month to another, that is really concerning to me. Right. Yeah. Is that is that really a good investment? And <clears throat> some in, um, salesmen will also make something feel like it's the next great new thing and that it's mm-hmm. the secret that most people don't know about, but you're so lucky that they're telling you about it. It's no, no. There, Like you said, there are fundamental ways to save and invest money that have been around for a hundred years or more um, that are, that are sound, secure. And um, yeah, if anything is this brand new thing that you don't understand and nobody else is investing in, uh, run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hey. not saying that. Yeah. There, I mean, there could be new things that come out, but like you said, then it's fine for you to sleep on it and research it on your own and invest in it next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, it's something that uh, we've talked a little bit about um, uh, between the two of us. And at some point, I, I think we'll probably do an episode on is ESG investing and, and really thinking about the efficacy and just the way that those things evolve over time where um I know just the different policies and how that can translate to financial results where that doesn't mean you need to immediately change or integrate uh, that new information into what you're doing from a strategy perspective. It is a great thing to learn about and to reflect on and to use, um, but make sure you understand it. And and that's where I, I really think it makes sense to take those things in bites and uh, to to grow with them, uh, to, to maybe just plan on having two or three conversations to get to the point that you're making a big financial choice. You're choosing an investment strategy. It doesn't have to be something that is one quick conversation and then you're changing uh, your whole asset allocation. Right, right. And if you're talking with anyone, um, <clears throat> whether it's investing or buying a car, and they're saying, oh, you've got to do it now. You have to sign right now. And they are, you know, getting into your space. I remember being trained to do that, Curtis. It was disgusting mm-hmm. that they said, yeah, you want to close the deal as soon as possible. And one way to do it is you hand them the pen and then you lean in towards them to physically get in their space to pressure them into signing. And I was so offended. I was the only woman in the room. It was a training all full of men and a man doing the training. And I just, I just lost it. I mean, I, I said to the guy, I said, are you telling me that you physically intimidate women into signing something? And the whole room, of course, went crazy quiet. Um, and no, no, not, I didn't make any friends right? that yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that a lot of them did have an aha moment mm-hmm. that maybe that is a game that's okay for two men to play with each other because they're just like, oh, really, buddy? Okay, fine. I'll get in your space. And that you can, you can do that. Where with a woman? Oh my gosh, if a man, and he doesn't even have to be bigger than me, but if a man physically 
moves into my space, um, you get a fight or flight response Mm -hmm. and I'm scared because I have had men physically hurt me. And so that's horrible. I'm just, you know, for any listener that wonders, I mean, if you've got any salesperson that's not only mansplaining, but then physically intimidating, you need to, to fake a cough and say, oh gosh, I got to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Something, anything to, to at least defer, separate yourself. I just want us to trust ourselves more. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and that's a, I guess that is kind of a message to women, but I want to say it to men as well, that trust your gut. If you're in a meeting with someone uh, talking about your financial situation, which is, this is serious stuff because it's your life savings Mm -hmm. and your retirement or your child's college. And if your gut is not comfortable and as, and you're just getting some alarm bells, please listen to it. And it's, uh, it's a very valid concern. Now, if you have a long relationship with the person, you can say, I'm not feeling comfortable about this. And if they turn around and say, oh, I'm so sorry, um, let's, let's do this differently. You might end up building a better relationship, but if they, Mm -hmm. if they get defensive and, act even worse. I just, I think that's something that we all need to stand up to bullies and say enough. Right. Right. I couldn't agree more. I, I I really think, um, something important to require from the people that you receive advice from, uh, also from our partners that we are supportive of one another. And if you're in a relationship, um, you have an advisor who uh, isn't empowering you, I, I think you really have to revisit that and see if um, there, there's an, another approach that can be used. Uh, if there's someone else on the, the team that maybe you can, can work with, or um, that there, are, there are a lot of other professionals out there. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of great uh, networks that, that you can connect in uh, to find people that are going to be more supportive, uh, that are going to do a better job listening. Um, and, and ultimately, I, I think that's a great tactic to use and strategy to get to your goals faster. Because if you're just letting someone control that and telling you this is the way this has to be done, uh, that you know this is the right amount of salt to use, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that what you're going to end up with on the back end of that isn't what you were really looking for. Uh, you weren't really being listened to. And that's important when it comes to your life savings. Right. Absolutely. And, and you said that perfectly with no mansplaining involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank this you. one, this one's been great. Thanks a bunch, Curtis. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning in. Did you like what you heard? Are you go ready to go make major changes to your financial situation? Stop. Please do not proceed yet. Go talk to the professionals in your life that help you make financial decisions. Whether that's your attorney, your financial advisor, your mortgage broker, the person off the street, 
The comments here today may or may not be applicable to you in your personal situation. This was not intended to be personal financial advice for you. But if you would like to talk one-on-one, -on -one, this is Carrie Cook, and I'm the proud owner of What About Us Financial. I utilize environmental, social, and governance investing to help you invest in a better world. You can find out more at whataboutusfinancial.com. That's whataboutusfinancial, all spelled out, dot com. This is Curtis. I run Quiet Wealth Management. I help retirees and working professionals execute independent solutions for their aspirations and personal circumstances. You can check out my personal website, curtisbailey.io, C-U-R-T-I-S-B-A-I-L-E-Y.io for more information. Thanks again for tuning in.